you so much for joining us today. I'm very happy to be here on um, Root Cause Solutions for You channel. And today I have a very special guest and a very dear friend of mine, uh, Dr. Jenny Lane. And I'm going to let her introduce herself um, to all of you. So thank you so much for being today, Dr. Thank Lane. Thank you so much for the invitation and um, for all you do. We've gotten to co-manage a case together, and I know we'll have many more in the future. So I'm excited. Um, so, um, yeah, I am a chiropractor who focuses on pregnancy and pediatrics. Um, I feel that chiropractic found me. Um, I was actually focusing on end-of-life care in my uh, college mm -hmm. career. And it was a mission trip to Brazil where there was 18 of us doctors. And I literally was having a line of 15 or 20 people um, wait for me when two or three of the other doctors had nobody in their line. And I kept saying to these families, you know, go, you know, see these other doctors. No, we wait for you. I was like, no, no, no. To the point it was going on for hours. And I was getting frustrated because of the stress, right, of having these lines. And these other doctors were literally looking at me like, share the wealth. And I'm like, look it, I'm trying. And finally, about two hours of back and forth, one of the translators came up and they said, um, Dr. Lane, they're, they're waiting for you. And I was like, but, but why? And she said, you're the baby whisperer. Wow. Baby whisperer. I was focusing on end of life. I was focusing on senior citizens, right? I was like, baby whisperer, we wait for you. And I just stood there like in awe. And I went on to see hundreds of kids um, and families that, that weekend. And the last day we were there and we're, we're talking like the impoverished, you know, part of these towns we were in, in Brazil. And there is a woman, I swear to God, she was a hundred weeks pregnant. I mean, I swear to God, there's like 20 right. kids in there. I mean, she wasn't really, but she was, I'd never seen a woman so huge. And I was the only one that knew how to address the pregnant women. Funny, funny enough, even though I was focusing on life and especially that one of, so all 18 doctors, all of her family, everybody was standing around this table and after the adjustment, she gets off the table and she's like, wow, for the first time in three months, I could breathe. And she went on to have like a seven hour labor. Yeah. And, and so I was like, okay, if, if I was looking for an answer, maybe from a higher power of what my role in life is, maybe I should think again. And when I came back to the States, I just dove right into chiropractic specifically for pediatrics. And now it's become my specialty. And um, I have two offices in Florida, one in Clearwater and one in Venice. And then I'm piloting a third office in Florida right now. And um, the whole idea is to be able to help as many pregnant women have as natural labors as possible or reduce the interventions um, and have uh, these babies when they're born be able to latch and nurse and feed. And then in the pediatric world, you know, I'm trying to get the kids away from the labels, all these labels out there when these kids had traumatic births could have been over-vaccinated, under-nurtured, um, and then, you know, we'll get into the whole, you know, the, the root cause of things. You know, parasites underneath the, the root cause. We've got a lot of Lyme. We've got a lot of mold, especially here in Florida, you know, up there, up mm -hmm. back home, you know, where, where you are. You know, we've got a lot of mold um, allergies and stuff, and then what's under, and then the toxins from the environment. Um, and parasites like to hang on to those. And so it was in my journey of chiropractic that I was like, I need to do more than the, than the adjustment. The adjustment is the most important thing, but to allow these these bodies to continue to hold. And that's what's opened the door to um, all the nutrition work that I've been doing over the years and getting to the root cause truly of um, both neurologically with chiropractic adjustments and then uh, within the body holistically to help 
the bodies unwind and literally I'm getting results. Um, just this past week, a little boy could not hear the, 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 they want to literally do a surgery in the little kid's ear came in for a first adjustment already in three days, already 30% improved. Mom came in. She's like, it's still not right. I adjusted again. And then I tested him parasites. He was on, um, HVS, you know, parasites five days hearing totally resolved. So wow. just saved a kid from surgery in the period of one week to, you know, 10 days. So that's what we do. And that's why. And so I'm honored to be on the show with you and, and to be able to spread the word about, about truly the natural ways that the body could help heal when presented with the right solutions. Yeah, that's so awesome. Because, you know, like, I, I definitely work with, um, with women who, uh, one, you know, fortunately, um, experience fertility. Um, and then we definitely tie that to exactly what you were saying, right? The toxic, toxicity load that unfortunately we, um, we're exposed to just living in a world that unfortunately it's, uh, very toxic, right? And there's no way of, um, escaping it sometimes. And, um, so interestingly, you can't live in a bubble. So having some of these practitioners and some using this, uh, really root cause solutions, to really help people live the lives that they that they want, right? That they that they deserve, and then once they do become pregnant, like how do we sustain that pregnancy, right? It's it's um especially there's a history of hormonal imbalance or already uh, miscarriages, and you know I mean which unfortunately a lot of women do experience some of that, um and then uh, and then yes, once baby is born, how do we support mom and baby still after that? Uh, amazing journey, right? And it's so different from for for all people. And I, um, every time I watch a TV show and I see like someone going into labor, I'm like, there's no way that that's just that easy, right? So I would love to hear more about the things that you do to support women through through that journey, awesome. right? Because yes, I've heard like the horror stories are like, oh my gosh, I wasn't labor for 72 hours, and um. I could, I could not wait. And so many women now I feel like are more aware of the different alternatives that they have versus um, just rushing into the hospital, getting caught up in, and then just not, not having that natural birth. Right. And um, yeah. So tell, tell us a little bit more about that. Like how, how do you, how do you go about supporting women um, through that process? Great question. So I uh, urge moms to start seeing me in practice around their 20 week of pregnancy. Around 20 weeks, you know, they're through first trimester. They've already gone through the puking stage. You know, they're already like, you know, they're halfway to third trimester. And third trimester is where the most growth occurs. Okay. And I like to say around 20 weeks because it gives me eight weeks before third trimester to clean up anything that may have been going on with the body prior to pregnancy and in the first trimester, okay? Because there's a lot of hormonal changes. You know, if they're petite and they're crossfitters, they have a really tight core. If this is their fifth baby, you know, their pelvic floor most of the time has been used in abuse, right? Um, if they're, um, you know, later in life having a child for the first time, I'm working with a woman, she's 47, having her first baby, you know what I mean? Like, like I work with, it doesn't really matter, but I love around 20 weeks. No day is a bad day to start chiropractic, but in my ideal world, 20 weeks. So it gives me eight weeks to clean up whatever's happening with the body and getting public floor stability. And what, what that's about is, is making sure the sacrum, which is our, the bone in the middle of our butt is where it needs to be as Mm -hmm. well as the hips. Because those hips have to be flexible and mobile enough 
So when she goes to labor, the, the hips actually open and like open so the head could come down, right? So if there's any misalignment, even a millimeter or two, that literally could hinder the, the, the baby descending and coming out vaginally, right? Um, so, and then between 28 weeks and, and, and delivery, and it's anywhere between, you know, 37 and 41 and three is the first, like most moms per research from Harvard, first time moms, 41 weeks and three days. So when I'm having moms come in and they're being talked about induction at 39 weeks, 38 weeks, I'm like, show them the research paper from Harvard, 41 and three weeks, right? I'm all about empowering women. Not that I'm trying to be a medical yeah. doctor, but some women don't know that they have choices, right? And as long mm -hmm. as baby and mom's healthy, let's let the body's natural process work. So yeah. I, I'm there to support, educate, and then I do a lot of what's called spinning babies activities. And now spinning babies, when you mm -hmm. think about spinning babies, we think, oh, the baby's breech or the you know, baby's upside down, you know, the head is up. Spinning babies is all about um, body position of baby and mom. So I give her and her husband or her significant other, um, you know, exercises to do again, to empower her to reduce that labor time. I check her, um, whatever her body needs. Some women are once a month, some are once a week, some are, you know, twice a week. It really depends. And then I really educate about the relaxing hormone. Relaxing does exactly what it sounds. It relaxes. It relaxes. So a big yeah. thing can come out of a little hole, but it doesn't relax just the vagina joint, <laughs> right? The vagina hole all joints. So we take polar adjustments yeah. less plus around 36, 37 weeks, 50% of my moms are moving houses, right? Or they're doing, going through some big life change, getting married, going on it, like doing something huge. And then the other half are like, holy crap, we're having a baby in a few weeks. And it's that fight flight. And my job is to help keep the body out of fight flight and more in that parasympathetic or that rest and digest um, zone because that's when a baby will come. If the, if a, if mom mom's body's acting like she's being chased by a bear, labor goes 50, 60, 70 hours, right? But if I have her ready, like I had a mom this week, um, she's a professional in the medical field and, you know, she wants to see her patients, wants to see her patients. And already four weeks ago, I was like, you're going to need to slow your roll about 36 weeks. And she's like, nope, nope. I was like, I'm telling you, I was like, I'm not forcing it yet, but Sure enough, it's 36 and a half weeks. She's like, I have to slow my roll. And I was like, yes. And I was like, you're the only one to carry this baby to term. Everybody else, somebody else can do the laundry. Somebody else can do the grocery shopping. Somebody else can handle the kids. Hire nanny, bring in your friends, cook the meals. You're the only one to get this baby out. So you got to take care of you. And that's a really big missing piece I find in society today, uh, especially here in Florida. A lot of us are transplants. So we don't have our family. Our friend network either is busy with their own life, uh, and, and they're not really getting the support or being directed to take care of themselves. So at least I'm loud and like in their face as many times, you know, take care of you, take care of you. What did you do for you? And I literally hold them accountable. I need you to go to the beach. I need you to go for a walk. I need you to take a bath or, yeah. you know, whatever. And I, I might be the only one doing that to get them ready so we could have, you know, a faster labor. And then the other thing is, is right. I actually do house calls to home births and birthing centers if a labor stalls, I get to go in with my moms and help unstall the labor, get the baby back in position and get that baby out. I'm, unfortunately, it's illegal yet for me in Florida. We're working on it. I have a couple lines in. Um, but um, and that's how we, we get moms to have the least amount of interventions and try to prevent that C-section if at all possible and empower her the whole way through. And regardless, even if it has to go C-section because the baby's in danger or mom's in danger, because she got so much care. Her resiliency postpartum is like through the roof 
because her body is so well connected and she's been so empowered. Yeah, that's so awesome. And, you know, I feel like um, that whole process speaks to mental yes. health, right? And how much um, the preparation and, and to that throughout the whole pregnancy, right? And you bring an amazing uh, point, which is about that support system and really utilizing, uh, like, it's like a chase game, right? Like you're utilizing all of your, um, all of your pieces around to be able to, yeah, because going through, uh, yeah, I have, I don't have kids. I've never been through, you know, that, that journey, but I have many friends who have, and I know it's not small right. potatoes. I know it definitely changes your life um, forever and your, your dynamic and everything that, that you do. But, you know, like um, I'm listening to what you're saying and I feel like so many women um, after they give birth, right? Like they, they've gone through that process and now it's um, the real hard work, right? Which is like now your hormones are 100% depleted. You are on a totally different um, sleep pattern of, you know, um, schedule. Baby too. It's a whole different being uh, in the house and and the dynamic and how that potentially affects, right? Because I feel like um, as you could be, as prepared as you can be, there are variables, right? And and there are some things that potentially mom can't necessarily um, control or, or her support system around her. And um, so with postpartum depression, uh, with the work that you do, what do you, how do you see that sort of unfold or being able to support moms through that process? Great question. First of all, I, um, so as soon as she comes back in after the baby and each mom is different, sometimes it's on the way back from the hospital or the birthing center. And sometimes it's two or three weeks. And after a C-section, it's gotta be at least six weeks. Um, but mm -hmm. I, I always check in, like sometimes I'm checking the baby for latch, right? And even though it might be baby's appointment, mom, how are you? What's happening? Again, because nobody's really checking on her. Now it's all about the baby. Oh, let me see with the baby, 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 right? Um, and mom's yeah. frazzled. She hasn't showered. Her boobs are leaking. You know, her vagina still hurts. Um, and so sometimes just that check-in, like, oh, you see me, brings them. Yeah. The second thing is I always check their upper neck. Always, 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 always. The upper neck ties into the vagus nerve. And the vagus nerve, is, it means the wanderer. And it literally ties into your heart, your gut, your gut, your stuff, like all the things that help make us go. And sometimes just adjusting that bone, mom goes literally, <sighs> right? And starts to unwind wow. the body. The third thing, I always make sure, and I start harassing her at about 35 weeks, meal plan. Before she had the baby, get food in the freezer. Cook the extra meals because for the first 21 days, in the way I've been taught, you are a princess. You are in bed. The baby's brought to you. Food is brought to you. You get out to shower and pee and go to your doctor's appointments and then back in bed. Um, and that's really not understood. And especially type A personalities like me or, you know, if you already had a toddler or husband had to go back to or spouse had to go back to work, you know, you feel propelled. But I really push her because that bleeding that she has postpartum is the placenta healing from inside because you labor the placenta, which is the nutrient wall between you and the baby it's literally that big that's ripped off your lining of your of your inside and that has to heal and nobody and so I literally have a real not real life it's knitted but the size of a uterus and the spinal cord or the um, umbilical cord and a baby and I explained to my moms and my dads look at this is mom's healing this was ripped off after labor you know pulled you know she labored out yeah. this has to heal if this was on her leg would she get out of bed and the dads would be like no right so back to bed she goes, right? 
So yeah. I start with that because a lot of, I didn't even know until I got into pregnancy. I didn't know. Um, two, yeah. you know, in t 2023, we're very go, 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 go. Right. We got to get this done. We're an instant society, but we have to support and educate. I'm really big into birthing classes as well down here. I'm fortunate to have an amazing birthing class and she really educates and empowers both couples or both spouses as to the future. The other thing postpartum I make so so I make sure she's eating her foods. Are you having real foods, mm -hmm. fresh fruits, fresh vegetables? Are you getting your protein? Are you drinking your water, right? The other thing is vitamin D I find to be very very key. Um, you know, as practitioners we know vitamin D is the underlying to all hormones working. Um, vitamin D has yeah. to be at least 70. I used to do a lot of fertility work. Um, vitamin D has to be at 70 in the body. And most of us research Florida, the sunshine state research shows most people are only at 35, right? By blood draw. Yeah. And it needs to be at 70 just for hormones to work. So if we're chasing after thyroid, pituitary, you know, all these other things, but our vitamin D is 28, 35, 42, heck no. So I, I make sure she, that vitamin D is up and that she's able to absorb it. And then after we got vitamin D going for a while, you know, then we could chase after, you know, where are the hormones really at? The other thing, vitamin B1 right. is huge for my mamas, making sure to get vitamin B1, vitamin C, and vitamin E to help with that mental component of things. And then making sure they do have a counselor, whether it's at church, whether it's their girlfriend, whether it's their mama, who do you have to talk yeah. to? And if they don't, I, I often close the door, mom's in tears, I have a full waiting room and I don't give a crap. Because right now that mom's mental health, you know, I know I've saved two at least from suicide because of being able yeah. to sit down and listen to that mom because, you know, they're exhausted. It was physical demanding. The husband was already asking for sex. The, you know, the demands of, you know, baby time. Everybody wants to see baby, the baby on the own schedule, <laughs> latching, milk supply, like, and now, and nobody really writes a book about what life is like postpartum. So really being there yes. and explaining and helping her with just basics. And sometimes like, I just gave you 10 different ideas. A mom who's truly overwhelmed. It's like, let's just start with some vitamin D and how are you, when the baby naps, you take a nap. You know? And if yeah. it's really out of control, I pull in the husband and I was like, look at, and I, and I really, I really get like, Hey, this is happening a hundred years ago. We had, you know, a tribe of women around us. Your wife has nobody cut her some slack. You're not going to see her vagina for yeah. six, seven, eight weeks. Like, like knock it off. Yeah. Like she's just bird. And I get dramatic sometimes and I'm not blaming husbands. It sounds like I'm blaming husbands, but like sometimes, you know, they're like, okay, the baby's here. Let's go. And the wife has no sex. She, she, you know, her, her vagina is still on fire, you know? And so again, it's yeah. going back to that educating, you know? And when I tell dads what's happening, then they're like, holy crap, I didn't know. And then the viewpoint switches, you know, and then we get yeah. more of that caring and that love. And you know, I had somebody that was borderline suicidal last month and I was, I sat down with her and I, what are we going to do? And I, it was daily check-ins. How are you doing now? How are you doing now? And even though, you know, I'm not a trained counselor yet, although I'm working on it, so I can help women, you know, the, the, the training that I have had so far has really helped me to listen and just have them heard and explain that, yes, these are all normal and this is common. And unfortunately, socially, we don't talk about these things. And sometimes they yeah. just hearing it, they go, oh, I'm not a failure. My hormones are going crazy. My mind is on fire. Okay. So we will take the body out of it by feeding it and by resting it and we're going for walks and taking my vitamins and then having that mental component come off the body. Oh, and even a moment yeah. of breath.
Yeah, no, that's so awesome because I think it's a, a comprehensive, right, uh, approach. And um, as a practitioner, I, I don't believe in a single modality being the answer to all. Um, you know, we have acupuncture, we have massages, we have, you know, all the different things that can definitely, uh, all of them complement and really give moms that, that support that they need. Because yeah, it's, uh, like I said, it's not small potatoes to just uh, one, get pregnant, uh, you know, keep your pregnancy healthy and happy, uh, along with everything you have going on, and then go through the process and then, you know, what comes afterwards. Totally. So you, yeah. So you mentioned vitamin D being a key component to, um, to, uh, to, to hormone balance and everything, right? Are there any other specific, uh, vitamins or nutrients you typically focus during pregnancy or, um, after? Great question. So each person is different. So I, I will say that each mom is different and her own history of what she's gone through is different, but as a blanket, as a blanket statement, um, I am a huge fan of nettles tea, getting nettles tea from mm. Rose Mountain Herbs. You know, it's like 10 pounds, uh, a bag for 10 pounds, steeping it overnight in a big mason jar and drinking it throughout the day. There are more vitamins and minerals in nettles tea. I'm telling you, the list is this long of vitamins and minerals in nettles tea. To me, that's the best prenatal. That is the best multivitamin. And it tastes to me like hay. So I and um, <laughs> funny enough, I have it right here. I just got some more. I don't know if you guys have anything like this, but like, um, I didn't know I was going to talk about this, but this is, um, this is, oh. um, I, this is blood orange, but I use blood orange, like loose leaf tea or a lemon drop tea. Just put a little bit in it and I literally will drink it all day long. You just sip on it and, and amongst your water and mom is getting so many great minerals, right? She's got nice. iron issues. I'm all about, you know, juicing some beets and, 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 the, and the beetroot. Um, I'm all about um, Floridex is the only natural iron supplement I like. It doesn't constipate my mamas. Uh, it's relatively wow. inexpensive. You know, these, uh, these, the other routes of people put them on these iron supplements, which is true, but it's hard to, to process. It's hard to absorb. And then it constipates them. So now we have a mom going through <laughs> pregnancy constipated, can't detox, and now you know, and we've got the double blood supply between her and baby. It just leads to a, a mess. So yeah. Lordex is my number one go-to. Um, and then it, it depends, you know, if she's, if she's throwing up, there's a couple things from standard process. I use, um, acupuncture, like you said, different mo modalities. I'm all about pulling in all my friends and family, right? <laughs> Meaning, you know, I have an amazing acupuncturist at both, both locations in my office. I'm actually adding one to my own team. So we have one prenatal massage, uh, postnatal massage, cupping, um, in, um, post postpartum, you know, after after they've healed, um, sometimes for that low back, helping to pull the epidural out, like after, you know, weeks after. But you know, I find that that's very helpful. Lymph massage, salt baths, salt room therapies, um, uh, lymph drainage, lymph massage, um, and so it really depends, you know, what happened, what her her um, her her labor was like. I, I'm a huge fan of energetics is one of the lines I carry fields of flowers or calm five are my mm. two go-tos right now, as far as emotional support. Um, uh, I think I have some right here. Uh, energetics is what I use uh, fields of flowers. You know, it depends what moms need. I test them cause I do muscle testing, you know, three droppers, four droppers, you know, is not uncommon. Uh, a little hack I've learned um, is I actually put a whole dropper on the crown of my head of that fields of flowers 
and it seeps right into the brain and right to the like the emotional components of, of the brain. And I noticed a difference in about 10 seconds. For my mamas wow. that are going through, I'm like, squirt it into the mouth and then put it on the crown of your head uh, and never leave home without it. So those are my my, my go-tos for, for the emotional aspect. And then I tailor it from there. I'm not going to do any parasite handlings with a pregnant mom or a, a postpartum mama. Um, um, I'm not going to get into mold. I'm not going to get into huge detoxing because we got to keep the baby happy. But I do support her, her systems. You know, gallbladder is the number one organ that they like to pull. Mm. So gallbladder support using mostly standard processes is my key line for that. Um, I'm also um, trained in CMRT, which is um, chiropractic manipulative reflex technique. I actually know how to adjust the organs of the body to get them in communication mm. again um, and to get the juices and things of the various ducts flowing. So the body's like, oh, there you are. Okay, liver. Okay, good, good. You're back at it, right? And then the body could start detoxing again. So it's patient by patient what's needed. That's awesome. Yeah, energetics, it's such a great uh, line. And it's so safe for both, um, you know, moms. And, you know, I'm sure even dads could use a little fills of flowers or Calm 5 um, and even babies, right? Because they they are themselves going through uh, a journey. They, they they found themselves in, uh, oh, I'm in the world. And uh, it's just uh, a whole transition for them too. So um, I love all the tools that you have. And um, I use some of them too. And I do love uh, energetic standard process and um, anything that will definitely uh, support um, women. So once baby comes and we've supported mom, how do you go about supporting uh, babies? Great question. So I always adjust them. I always check them. They might not need to be adjusted, but per a study that came out um, a handful of years ago, 99% of babies are born with misalignments of the upper neck. That's important yeah. because that's, again, where that vagus nerves come up, comes out of. And it's like, for the guys that might be watching this, it's like the starter of your car, right? You could have a beautiful Mercedes, but if it doesn't turn over, if the button, you know, nowadays, if the button doesn't start, you could have a beautiful Mercedes, but you're not going anywhere, right? Same thing. So I always check. Now, I'm going to say this right up front. The way I adjust a baby is not how I adjust an adult, okay? There's no crack a lacking There's no tools. There's no, you know, no pops. It literally looks like I'm giving them a massage. I call a lot of my babies Squish. Hey, Squishy. Not because I don't know their name. Hey, Fabiola, right? But Squishy. One, because they are Squishy and they're filled with fat rolls. But two, their bones literally haven't fully developed as hard as ours yet. So literally a little bit can go a long way. And then I actually, in the state of Florida, I'm allowed to go inside the mouth and I put a glove on and I act as if this is the nipple. And as I go inside the mouth, I'm able to check are the two bones of the roof of the mouth in place. Quite often they're not because they get squished when they, the whole skull gets squished coming through the, the, the birth canal. Uh, there's, there's three major muscles here to the side of the jaw that help the jaw open. I would say over 6% of babies have a jaw that's out of place. So they can't fully wow. open up their mouth to get on mom's, maybe the nipple, but not the areola. And they need to get on the whole thing to actually be able to get all that good nutrients. Um, and then sometimes then mom, day one, day two, day three, cracked nipples, hurt nipples. It's painful to latch. You're only on one breast. You're not the other. So I get ahead of all of that. Um, I always love to check babies within the first two weeks. If there's ever an issue with latch, the youngest I've ever adjusted was five minutes old. I was at home birth. Um, so it's not you know, uh, unfortunately I still can't go to hospitals. So I have to wait if they have to come out of hospitals, but many a times, you know, on the way yeah. home, the baby's coming in to see me, right? I do not mess with latch. 
Um, and then, like you said, fields of flowers is, you know, I topically have, have mom and dads put that on, um, the baby's head or over their heart. If it was a really stressful birth, I always welcome baby to this world. I always talk to my babies like they're grown adults. Um, in my viewpoint, right or wrong, I feel they're really big people in really little bodies, right? And yeah. and sometimes you look at them and you're like, wow, this is an old soul staring into my, you know, staring into my soul, right? And so I talk to them. And it's funny, I don't, yeah. I never got to have kids either this life, but I have a puppy now. And I found just like with a puppy and just like me as a human, the more you talk to me about what's happening, the cooler I am, right? Yeah. And so I talk to them and I explain who I am. Really glad that they're here. Congratulations. Who I am, wh what I'm going to do, that there's no shots here, that it's totally safe. Um, and I'm gonna, and mom and dad are right next to us. And I just explain everything that's happening. I said, I'm going to go really fast because I know you're tired and hungry. And then, mm. and then I begin my work, right? And, and I have them, actually the babies help me with the adjustment and mom and dads are always floored because they'll do what I ask them to, you know, kick your leg, move your, you know, and, and help me make that adjustment. And then as they move forward, you know, sometimes they need just one or two visits or, you know, if it was a 72 hour labor, you know, they came out sunny side up, um, you know, they were on an intubator, like depending what their birth was, they might need six, eight, 10 visits, right? Each baby is different and the exam will, will tell me that. And then I'm with them. They're with me, you know, for technically life, but for years to come, and especially when they get into the crawling stage, I got to make sure their hips are correct. When they're teething, um, when they're pulling on their ear, uh, teething, uh, it, we have to rule out, is it teething or is it ear infection? Because in the medical field, it's the same. And then they get these antibiotics that wipe out their gut flora when in fact it was just teething. So I'm there to help support the parent, parents through that. And then definitely when they get into the, you know, 16 months, 18 months, 20 months, making sure they're walking, making sure they're eating and talking and making sure all the body's connecting, making sure they're meeting their milestones. And then after that, whatever, you know, supplements that they need to be on, uh, maybe they're picky eaters handling that. And that's where we pick up. That's where I really get into the nutritional aspect, especially if they've been well adjusted, you know, they're being well cared for, for the family. Okay, then what deficiencies or what is in the body that shouldn't be or what should be in the body and isn't and, and ruling in and out. A lot of time we have to make some dietary changes um, um, and, and stop feeding, if you will, the, the bad guys in the body. And then, but the thing I love about kids and one of the reasons I specialize is because they adapt so easy. You know, yeah. what would take you and I three months, you know, five days, two weeks, you know, and it's resolved, which is one of the reasons I just love, love, love working with kids. Yeah, that's awesome. And they, they are our future, right? I mean, yes, here we are as adults working on our health and helping other adults um, work on their health and, um, and, and, and really remove those barriers that are making them other chronically ill or whatever might be going on, like you said, parasites, um, chemicals, mold, and all that stuff that really um, squashes someone's um, ability to heal and repair. But um, for kids, yeah, they're so, um, I feel like they're so much more exposed, right, to a, probably a little more vulnerable, right? Their bodies are still um, growing, like that blood burn barrier hasn't fully closed um, and we just need to be more aware as to what we're putting, um, what type of environment they're growing up in and what type of foods they're eating, what type of supplementation. And I love to see 
your transition, right? Like even before they come into this world, have you cared for them? Because it's really, really taking full on responsibility for their well-being until, like you said, for life. Because they're you've made an imprint in their life and their moms uh, and dads um, and everything. So everything you've said so far is so inspiring. It's so awesome. I love it so much. Um, I wanted to talk to you about infertility, right? Because I feel like it's, um, it's uh, unfortunately, I feel like it's become very yes. common well, where people are just in. And I also feel like women are having kids a lot later yes. in life, you know, like, yeah, I have a friend who just had um, her second baby and she's in her mid forties and, um, and she's, you know, total natural home birth. Um, you know, really takes care of herself, but I feel like women are waiting longer to get pregnant. Um, and, uh, but one of the things that we run into is, is this biological, biological clock, right? And, um, with working with women who've, who've decided or chosen to, to wait a little longer, um, and, you know, it might be a little more, you know, it's not impossible, but it might be take a little more effort, right? And a little more time. Um, we do have to support hormones um, a little differently, right? Or our lifestyle. And you said stress. We're in a go, go, go type of drive-through yeah. life. And uh, what are some of the things that you've uh, encountered that to, to be root cause for infertility, given if mom has a good stress-free or at least manageable life, good diet, good relationships, but what might be going on with her body that could be um, hindering that pregnancy? Great. Great question. So I'm going to start the conversation off with explaining a little bit of my credentials. So I did fertility work um, nearly exclusively for several years. I was using the Schaefer protocol, um, which um, I have helped now um, dozens of people, uh, not dozens, but oh, God. I think there's 16 babies in this plant in less in the couple of years that I was doing it uh, that exist now, uh, including a set of twins um, that um, are now walking this planet when all other options, including IVF, failed. OK, it was using wow. this very specific protocol. Um, so. I say that to say. In the years of all my training in the world of fertility, we were always told uh, in the, in the, in the medical world that it was the women's fault or the women's responsibility. I have learned it's otherwise. It's actually, if not 50%, a little over the men's responsibility, their health, mm -hmm. believe it or not, even their, um, their health ties in indirectly to how the placenta in mom grows. The health wow. of the placenta indirectly ties back to the dad. Um, dads, um, I always do a sperm count on dad. I have it professionally tested um, and not just the amount of sperm. He could have like literally 15 million sperm, right? Cool. Are they the right shape? Are they the right size? And are they going in the right direction? So many of the cells in the sperm that I tested were not, didn't have all three. It wasn't, it was either yeah. a very low count. I had one man, his sperm count was 2 million. That's nothing, right? They were incorrectly shaped and most of them weren't heading in the right direction. And they couldn't get pregnant mm -hmm. for years and years and years. In three months, he redid the sperm count. It went to 22 million. And they had been working with a fertility specialist for two years. And the fertility lab is who ran the lab. 
they rechecked it three times because they'd never seen it in three months jump. And they're like, what are you doing? I don't know. I'm working with some <laughs> chiropractor. My life was waking me go to, right? And so what he did was, was, you know, the protocol I was doing in three months, it jumped from 2 million to 22 million. Like, come on, you know, so it doesn't have to take forever. So, so it's always blamed on us. I start, I, if, if, if a woman's checked and the fallopian tubes are open and we don't have cysts and we don't, and even if we have cysts, there's some natural handlings that we have that literally in three months, we could reduce those, those cysts or those fibroids. We check to dad too. And then what is he eating? Where's his mental health? Where's his mental status? You know, if, if they're having sex because she's like, I'm ovulating, we have to have sex. He's not a porn star. He can't just drop his pants and go to town. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. some love. And then especially if the baby's created in fight flight, literally his first moment, yeah. the, the cell and the egg come together. It's fight flight. And people laugh at me, but, oh, wow. Oh, there's some truth to that. Right. So I look at dad, I look yeah. at both of their lifestyles, you know, one dad. So she came in and she, she was wearing, it was their first visit fertility consult. She had, and I'm allergic to most smells, right? I, I have a very high sensitivity. She came in with so much perfume. I actually had to set them across her. I couldn't, it was so hard. That's a neurotoxin, meaning it interrupts with the, 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 the neurology or the communication of the body just from that. Yeah. And he was having seven espressos a day. That's, That's a lot. A lot. <laughs> so just, I didn't have to dig any more deeper. I mean, I did, right? And there was more things to factor, but I was like, if you just cut out the perfume, and you cut out seven, have one, sure. I'm not trying to kill you, but seven, heck no. And and they start getting adjusted. And there's some other lifestyle changes, but it was more, you know, they were active. They were, they they relatively ate clean. They were physically fit. They were spiritually connected. You know, there's like eight different points I look for, but they had these, these things. And so when I was doing the fertility program, I was like, you have to do all these things for three months and then, and have safe sex. And then, cause I don't want anybody to get pregnant now. Cause we have to rebuild the cells of your body. And, and then we'll talk again. Well, six weeks later, it was my birthday and they came in for their, for their adjustment. And they have like this look of like, I've done something bad on my face, but they're carrying this envelope. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, guys, what's going on? And they're like, doc, we, we've been bad. And I was like, God, <laughs> you know, what did they do? Did they go get some under yeah, right? Like, <laughs> did you get hormone shots? Did you eat, you know, Taco Bell for six days? Like, what did you do? And he pulls out six pictures of all the for all the positive pregnancy tests. Oh he my god! He's like, we broke the rules, but happy birthday. That's so awesome. And, and the only the biggest thing they changed in those six weeks was all the neurotoxins of all the heavy perfumes and the extra caffeine. For them, that's all it was. But no fertility specialist ever talked about that. And I'm not saying every fertility specialist is bad. That's not what I'm saying, right? Um, and I'm not saying I'm all and they're not. That's not what I'm saying. But but nobody picked apart. Like nobody dove into their not, their life and picked those apart. And for them, you know, and they carried full term, beautiful baby, um, vaginal, relatively fast labor. She got adjusted through the whole pregnancy. And it was chiropractic and, and removing those neurotoxins, right? For others, I've had to totally revamp their dietary lifestyle. We've had to do marriage counseling, not me, but have marriage counseling done because, you know, they're at each other's throats so much of, you didn't get me pregnant. Well, blah, 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 you know, versus, hey, let's remember why we're together. You know, a baby won't come into their lives if they don't think it's safe, right? Um, for another one, we had to actually, they had a stillborn and they, the, um, she was keeping, um, you know, basically had cryo froze. The baby didn't want to bury it. Cause she was trying to hang on to it, you know? So a year, and I never knew it was like six months of the protocol. I'm like, something's not working. 
And then I found out that, you know, this baby, they were, had cryoed. And, and so I was like, okay, you know, let's put the baby to rest and give it, you know, proper bearing stuff. And so for them and who, I would never have thought that, you know, but you really dig in. And obviously that's a more severe story, but there are so many women out there that have stories like that because they're so defeated. They're so lost. They've been told their body's broken. And as long as all the things are in place, as long as she's not missing a uterus or a, you know, even, even one ovary, I've helped a woman get pregnant. She only had one ovary. We just had time which month that ovary ovulated and we got her pregnant. So it's like, even that, as long as the pieces are there, you know, I've helped a guy with um, reverse bisectomy, you know, we got him pregnant. Like I've been through it all. I'm not currently doing that work, but it is possible if you rule out again, all the interferences and realizing that the, what they're spraying in the sky and what they're putting on our foods and, and you know, the stress yeah. of COVID, you know, what it did to us mentally uh, and what, you know, which is a whole, you know, show for another day, but like for three yeah. years working from home, the stress, a lot of people were forced to do things with their body that they did not want to do go places. They did yeah. not want to go. And, and we have to tie all those factors in, acknowledge them, get mom out of fight flight, solve the marriage, clean up the diet, get them moving and then put back into the body what it needs. So it could do what God meant us to do. These bodies were meant to procreate. So why aren't they? Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, well done. I, I, I am getting the goosebumps just because uh, those are miracles, right? I mean, um, having, yeah, there's so many, we're so far advanced in technology. I feel like everything, right. Um, and medically as well. And, um, and I do believe there's a place for medicine, yeah. but I do believe that I think if all of us, like really uh, with that oath of helping others, right? Like th there's a reason why a person became a doctor. It's a person, there's a reason why a person became a practitioner. Like all of us coming together, it will really just um, offer so many solutions for some people who really are out there with unhealthy pregnancies or um, yeah, fertility issues or miscarriages or you name it. So I, I think the work that you are doing um, down there in Florida needs to spread <laughs> everywhere because, um, yeah, unfortunately, like I said, it's it's a it's a uh, it's a real problem. And I was just uh, uh, reading a study where um, umbilical cords were, you know, tested to see um, after birth, and unfortunately, they found hundreds of thousands of different chemicals that we are being exposed to, and some of them were not even. Uh, yet in the database. And that's kind of scary. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's out there? And then no wonder why women are having such um, hormone, you know, disruption, uh, bath, bad birds, long labors, you know, stuff like, and, um, and I think you bring up something very important too, like that, um, that is up to the, the women, right, to get pregnant. And it reminds me of very old times, right, where if the women didn't get pregnant or didn't have a boy, you know, especially from ma many, many, many years ago, then it was all about what she did or didn't right. do. And um, and I feel like we're in a, such a different a place right now as a society because uh, women choosing to go back to work uh, or women choosing not to go back to work. And there's so much shame yeah. with that. And so I think the work that you're doing is really empowering women on whatever decision you've made it's a survival decision for you, right? And that's what's going to give you that life and prosperity and give that baby the happy yeah. life that you want for them. And that dynamic, um, that's awesome. It's, um, I read somewhere that uh, zinc 
is really good for um, sperm motility? Is that something you've come across or um, in your experience working with, with guys? Here's, here's a little life hack that will save some of you. It's actually, it can be, but here's what's even better. And it tastes like horrible, but it's $25. It's called black seed oil. Black seed oil, literally a little story. The guy who found it, his tagline was it cures everything but death. The FDA sued this guy. The Federal Drug Administration sued him and he won because he proved that it did cure everything but death, right? Wow. So in the case of the men, that's one of the things that they go on. Women can take it too, but it's mostly, you know, that's, that's, I've done a ton of research on that. Um, and because mm -hmm. it literally helps get the, it helps all cells. Um, but it, I find that that is a huge, huge, huge missing link. And the way to get it down is with, a, with some honey. Spoonful of honey mm. makes the medicine go down. Um, but it tastes horrible. And so some of my guys won't do it. But when you come to like, okay, what can you do? Again, that's a blanket statement. Each person is different. I'm not diagnosing. I'm not saying that this is the cure-all. But of any supplement, that is, that is one for sure. Uh, that will be uh, tested for, for, for my, for my guys. That's awesome. Yeah. And the fact that you uh, muscle test, it just makes it even more precise, right? Cause I think uh, um, I'm a muscle tester too. And I feel like it does give me that insight um, as to what the body is really trying to say and also what, what support you need. Cause you could be taking everything. Right. Um, and sometimes I feel like just by taking everything, um, just to see what works. You're making, a, you're doing a little more right. damage um, than just, and the, the body is like, whoa, you're giving me all of this and I still have to process yeah. it. And it just takes that much more energy for the body to, to be able to, to do that. So that's so awesome. Um, we have learned so much from you, Dr. Lane. You're like a wealth of information. <laughs> it's, been, it's, been um, it's why I'm looking to expand, um, bringing in more associates exactly what it needs to spread. I want to bring more and more doctors. Um, I'm hoping to come back to New York uh, when things get a little bit less crazy up there uh, medically. But, um, you know, I do want to spread this. I want to help more and more people because there are women that literally are not sleeping at night because they can't have babies. There's marriages that are being destroyed. Um, there are people that are uh, sick when they shouldn't be. There's women that are suffering in pregnancy and delivery and postpartum that shouldn't be. And so I wake up yeah. every day And I work a million hours because if every day I help one more person, then they're going to tell their friends and they tell their friends. And even if they never come to me or any other person that they at least know they have hope, that is my tagline yeah. to offer help and hope. Um, and that's what I do. And so, and I'm thankful for people like you and other, those of us in the tribe of, of people that are out there. Um, you know, we've proven that we don't have to have kids. You know, I wasn't fortunate enough to do that this time, but that I now take care of to hundreds of others. You know, we're making better homes. We're making better lives for others. And that's my true gift. And that's my way of having kids, but still going home to a quiet house at the end of the night at this point in my life, I'm getting older, but um, I'm, I'm grateful for what I do and, and to have platforms like yours to be able to spread the message and offering that help and those answers that they might not be getting somewhere else. And Um, yeah. like, and I wanted to be a medical doctor. They weren't going to accept any of my education. So they were going to put me through another 13 years of school and internships mm -hmm. and I, I just couldn't do it. So, um, mm -hmm. I believe that, you know, medical lives, you know, it saves life. I'm not anti-medicine, but I also believe that Hippocrates said way back, you know, uh, 1500 years ago, 
let food be thy medicine. And so all the yeah. supplement companies I use, it is food. It is whole food that we're using. It's, it's homeopathics. It's, you know, instead of eating the processed food and the, the energy drinks, why don't we find why the body has no energy? Let's get water into the body. Let's get the body detoxing. Let's get rid of the parasites. Let's, let's clean up the emotional or mental stresses. Um, you know, there's so much stigma about mental health, but so many of us have it, especially COVID really brought it to light how severe it is. But it, you don't need to be drugged or you don't need to be hypnotized or you don't need to go through, you know, World War Three to make it better. You don't need to talk about, you know, you know, Freudian stuff. You know what I mean? Like there's there's simpler, easier ways. And so, you know, whether it's using yeah. a pastor at church, whether it's, you know, using self-help books, whether it's listening to podcasts, whether it's, you know, taking 10 minutes a day and doing something mentally for you, whether it's journaling things that you're grateful for, whether it's letting go of toxic people in your life, all the things yeah. make our life better. And people like you and I are, are helping people on the journey. And so whoever's watching this, we thank you for watching this. Um, we know it's been a, a bit of a longer video, but there's so many gems and there's so many pearls and there's so many of us here in America and abroad uh, that would love to help you. So um, Mama Bear Chiropractic is the name of my office name. Um, you could always reach out to the office. Um, I'm happy to get emails. My website has my email address on it and the phone number for the office. There's um, the ICPA, the International Chiropractic of Pediatrics Association. ICPA for the number four kids is a website. So if somebody's in this country or another country, they literally put in their country or their zip code and they'll pull up like-minded people that are trained in, in chiropractic like me. Um, you know, if it's the nutritional aspect, um, you know, uh, Cellcore is, the, is a big company that I use. Standard Process is a big con a company that I use. Energetics, they all have our names and they could give you, uh, can direct you to people that um, have training like Fabiola and I. So so you can get the help too. And then uh, I, both of us, we've had, I'm sure people have traveled from other states and even other countries to come see me for, for yeah. care. That's not unheard of and it, it's not impossible. So um, yeah. my doors are always open for those who truly want help. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. I was about to ask you, how do we reach you? How do, how do we people find you? But we'll make sure to include all of that in the, um, in the description of the video as well. So people can find you and, uh, well, thank you so You're much for spending, um, some of your morning with us. Um, it was lovely learning from you and, um, hopefully we can. Bye.